Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, Wildcats. It's your boy, Kev. Just coming at you to give you a quick disclaimer here before we start. Letting you know that this is a comedy podcast, and even though we do cover true crimes and serious cases, we do like to throw in some dark humor and inappropriate jokes every now and then, so just want to give you a quick heads up about that. And also, since this is our Halloween episode, we do have like a little bonus intro song thingy that we did, and it's like a couple minutes long, so if you do want to skip it, I completely understand. And also, we do ramble little bit with some jokes at the beginning so if you want to get straight to the case uh yeah just keep fast forwarding a little bit but alrighty, thank you everyone for listening be good stay safe and laugh at the dark stuff hashtag wild man i don't believe in ghosts but motherfuck do i think there's something fucking out here Oh my god, that owl just took a shit on my car! Guys, why is there a a second shovel here? Didn't we only bring one shovel? No, uh, I think there was a second shovel, wasn't there? No, dude, there was only one. I brought the the only one shovel. Guys, look look out behind you. In there, I I hear the house is haunted. Shut, Shut up, up, you, you fucking, fucking idiot. Honey, I, I I think there's somebody in the house. Shut up, you fucking idiot. Did uh did you just hear that that noise out there? Honey, will, will you go check that noise? I'm not going out there. There's too many fucking ghouls out there tonight. There's so many cobwebs in here, I could have swore I was in the math section of my Trapper Keeper. (laughs) Alright guys, tie your fucking shoes, because I have a feeling we're going to be running away from this fucking scary-ass house. I, I, I think there's somebody at the door. You didn't say Voldemort's name out loud, did you? It's that fucking easy, man. We just dig them up and we take the fucking jewels. Robbie, I thought you said there were supposed to be jewels. Where are the jewels at? You mean these jewels? Fuck! Holy shit, it just started fucking raining. Or, fuck. I think that's R. Kelly on that balcony. Oh my god, Kyle, do you hear that? It sounds like a bunch of women yelling. Yeah, it's either a group of girls that are getting murdered or it's R. Kelly's sex cult down there.
a nice shower. Showers always feel so nice. Clean myself. Rub a dub dub. But what? What's that? There's a fucking head coming out of the drain. Welcome everyone to The Brothers Commonplace, a comedy and crime podcast where we cover monsters, murders, mysteries, more. (laughs) And today we have a very special Halloween episode for you. But before we jump into that, I want to introduce you to the Mighty Mutant Super Kids. Oh, I like that one. What's going on, guys? This is Tim or Jack Frost, as I call myself when I jerked it in the car while I was waiting for it to warm up this morning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What up, everyone? This is Spence, and uh, I didn't come up with an intro for th- this week. Pronounce yourself in Orkish. Orkish. Spence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. This is your favorite Transformer here. Hip, hip, hip hop, hip hop, your mama's prime. <laughs> the look the look at everyone yeah there you go the sad Good. thing is i think i remember that character from the second movie <laughs> oh yeah i legit couldn't tell if you were really like fumbling over your words or that's not. what i thought he was, was doing like, yeah. yeah yeah nice i liked it and it's your boy kev aka the dirty dog and for this halloween i dressed up as a baseball player that at the drop of a dime would betray all of his friends so just go ahead and call me lando calripkian oh, <laughs> oh, junior yeah, dude that was gonna be Hell, yeah man <laughs> you, that was pretty last good. night when you were sleeping together you you said in your dreams that mel hall was your favorite baseball player <laughs> that's weird that he is oh okay but Mel Hall would never betray his teammates or That's his right. friends. No, he, he no. loves them. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's Treats not. them all very well. Wait a minute. Never mind. He was a shitty teammate too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Anything before we jump into the Halloween episode? Oh, fuck yeah. Mel Hall didn't really have a lot of positive personal traits. It could have been pretty badass if, you know, all the stuff wasn't with like a, you know, 12-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Like if it was like help. an over, you know, like somebody that was like actually legal, it could have been badass, but... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It worked for uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> oh yeah, what a fucking badass! <laughs> now we're just promoting old episodes. That's true. You know, but also he was related to her, so he kind of had he had better chances on that one. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hate that. Like some of the guys we talk about, like if we just took the one event that made them scumbags, they'd sound like fucking total badasses. That's true. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Like if you cut off Mel Hole's dick, he's a badass. Well, yeah. like Jared from Subway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take away the big jeans. He's all right. Uh, I Something popped in my head when you guys were talking. This is, I got to use it somewhere and it ain't going anywhere else, but I guess here in the, what is this, the shit section now? I guess I'll start the trend. Um, there's like a new guy, like a Billy Mays, like he sells like infomercial shit, but he's Asian <laughs> and he's, he sells the slap chopsticks. <laughs> What are slap chopsticks? <laughs> Buy them now and find out. <laughs> Since this Ugh. is just a shit section where we have jokes that we don't know what to do with them, <laughs> I had this one I wanted to do where it was just, um, it's just Ray Charles, and it's that that Georgia song mm. where um, there's a part in it where he goes, whoa, whoa, 
like his voice gets high like <laughs> yeah. that. And I was going to make a joke that when he was recording that, he saw a spider, and that's why I did that. <laughs> and I had it all ready to go. And then the next day, I was like, that fucker's blind. blind. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah. But right. yeah, so I had that joke ready to go. Holy and then it didn't dawn on me till later that the cool. fucker's blind. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have a, a, a fucking uh, movie switch that I really thought of, like, like days after we did that episode and I wanted to add it in, but uh it's taking Jack Black from um the second I know he did last summer and putting him into the third um fucking a never ending story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, yeah. But it's just oh. his fucking Jamaican guy character. Fuck no, yeah, but dude. Slap chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> They sound like something I have to keep in the special drawer along with the ball gag and furry handcuffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you know the slap chop, you uh, you just slap it and it cuts all your f- food up, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. This one, you slap it and it turns your food into any Asian cuisine you want. Holy shit. I don't believe Fucking it. Kevin invented that. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, guys. Bonfires burning bright. Pumpkin faces in the night. I remember Halloween. Join us on this day, a day where anything goes. Burning bodies hanging from poles. This is all that's just lyrics to a misfit song. Yeah, I mm-hmm. So moving on. Today, we cover a tale, a true crime, a murder case about the one son of a bitch that ruined Halloween for everyone. Gather around the flames, brothers. And you sweet, sweet, all those sweet, fine ladies that are in here. Oh, yeah. I think I hear one calling now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't know if you were going to add something in. Is that my cue? We just looked at you just like. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, brothers, come and play. Oh, fuck, yeah. Come out and play. Oh, my God. That's just my mom trying to trick us into mowing the yard. (laughs) Don't give in. Wait. Don't give in to those sweet jugs. I I was say, is that a sexual joke? Well, I was going to say, I trimmed her bush enough, man. I'm not doing it again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you have to. Uh, You have to if you want to get near. (laughs) Your mom told me to mow the yard. I told her last time I did, I had the blades too low. She got turf burn. I always tell her I don't mind going through a little dirt to get to the green, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to get to the Sheila Green, That's baby. Right. I said, baby, I'm going to shave your bush till it feels like a cat's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, they almost spit out my beard. Wait, guys, that's my mom. <laughs> it was. She's our mom now. Oh, <laughs> Wait, all right. That means I'm we okay all do that. incest? That's right. The adoption papers have been signed. <laughs> Things are getting weird. Uh, And uh, yes, today we're going to cover the case of Ronald O'Brien. And some of you may not have heard of Ronald O'Brien, but I'm sure you've probably heard of uh, what he did or the reason we'll be covering this case. But before we jump into that case, I do want to mention that the last time I went trick-or-treating was actually with Tooth. And we... We were so fucking old, we drove there. Oh, fuck yes, dude. Yeah. yeah. We were old as fuck, that and we was, drove there. Was that like me, you, and Jason, your AU kind of-ish? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yep. Nice. Christ. What did you go as? I went as the Hurricane. Holy oh, shit. Dude, that's what, you what were we dressed up as then? I don't remember mine. I was the Hurricane. You had the Blues Brothers mask on. Oh, and fuck Jason yeah. just bought this Air Force hat at Goodwill, and we found the fucker that sold it to Goodwill. Holy shit. Dude. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we found him. 
Alrighty, so today with this case, we will also be discussing... Well, no, we're not. Oh. I'm just going to cut that part out. <laughs> so what is the only thing we're going to be discussing today, Kevin? Today we're going to be discussing the horrors of Halloween candy, such as razor blades and needles and AIDS needles and all that other stuff that those bastards like to put in the candy and then hand out to kids, even though that doesn't really ever happen, yeah. ever. I mean, has it happened? Like, it had to happen once, right? In regards to a stranger or neighbor targeting children and handing out candy with needles or blades in them, a University of Delaware professor, he said he has yet to find a case in which a stranger actually deliberately poisoned trick-or-treaters. I think there was, like, a case where someone found, like, part of a blade in one, but it's like the kid just, like, scratched his thumb on it. Yeah. In that report, I did read that he said that I haven't ever seen an AIDS needle or like AIDS blood in candy, but I also never trick or treated at Magic Johnson's house. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Holy shit. But he did go trick or treating that night with Easy E. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the rumor how he got it? Like they dipped bullets in AIDS and shot him with it or something? <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous, dude. Easy E was like five foot one. <laughs> he wasn't really, but he was short as fuck. Yeah. As far as strangers poisoning trick or treaters, the University of Delaware professor Joel Best he said this is a contemporary legend that speaks to our anxiety about kids. Most of us don't believe in ghosts and goblins anymore, but we do believe in criminals. So that's kind of what we're going to be uh, getting at. One of the beginning stories that uh, began this urban legend, and also stay tuned toward the end of this episode because I might put in a little scary story read by Spence that was written by a little kid and we recorded this like three years ago. Yeah, that's an awesome one. Just uh, to comment on what he said, like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm kind of on the fence about goblins. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still not convinced one way or the other right now. I need more information. They're really good at running banks. We know that. (laughs) Green gods, man. Yeah. Um, One sec. Lamp, please. (laughs) Key, please. (laughs) Right. I just got to go back. So, like, easy E, right? Holy shit. He did have a surviving family member, but he also had the E name in it, too. Jesus fuck it. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's so Holy fucking shit, stupid. Uh, I had to. I love how you, tra- you tried to stop yourself. If I didn't say that, then it would fester up inside of me and create something worse. No. It might create another fucking Andrew. You have Andrew growing out of your stomach like that guy in Total (laughs) Total Recall. Recall. It's been so long since I've seen Andrew that like I wanted to see him again. So I took a super cold shower and looked at myself naked in the mirror. And when I saw the little pecker in the mirror, I was like, Andrew, you're here. (laughs) (laughs) So the the mirror mirror was all steamed up, but like he wiped the mirror just so you could see the dick. So, alrighty, on to the case. So, first, let's go all the way back to 1974 in the small Texas town of Deer Park, four years before John Carpenter's Halloween was released and would change Tim's life forever. Yeah, fuck yeah, it would. You're <laughs> correct in that one. Halloween, 1974. A cold, misty, damp night. All the kids are out trick-or-treating. Ronald O'Brien, an optician and the deacon at his church... And also, before he would be known as the Candyman or the man who killed Halloween, was with his neighbor Jim Bates, and they were taking their kids out trick-or-treating. 
Misty Damp sounds like a like a stripper name. It kind does. of does, yeah. But it's like, a, hot. like but it's kind of like hot, but then also kind of gross. But if you're in Louisiana, though, that's kind of yeah. Ooh, it's yeah. like swampy, like swampy, like, misty, swampy yeah, pussy. Like, <laughs> like, like basically, basically, that's Mucklow's stripper name, dude. Uh, complete with crawdads. So <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Oh, I've eaten a crawdad before. Really? Yeah, that time I went down on your mom, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, dude. Holy shit. No, um, hey, hey, man, come on, dude. No mom jokes. <laughs> you guys bagged on my mom for like 10 minutes. Uh, no, uh, but for real, I did eat a crawdad once. It was with my um, my murdering uncle. Oh, holy I shit. I feel like all the stories I tell you guys where you guys are like, yeah. why the fuck did you do that? Yeah. Like, well, it was with my uncle that, <laughs> yeah. that murdered that girl. You just girl. added the part in at the end. <laughs> The only uh, crawl dads I know about is one time my dad was asleep on the couch, so I sat on his legs and woke him up and told him mom's giving blowjobs in the back. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you Wait, do that? Because so, he crawls so in the he, back? So he crawled back there with you on his legs? <laughs> oh, no, no. I should have said I got off him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Holy, Holy shit, shit. Dude. I like how my mom would like let me know, like, tell your dad it's time. <laughs> Uh, like was she giving it to like anybody that went back there or just you know well i mean i guess we're in a walmart (laughs) Uh, i I was there that night (laughs) no crayfish were harmed in the making of this episode (laughs) for the longest time i always thought walmart bathrooms were actually abortion clinics because that's where my okay So Ronald and his two children, Timothy and Elizabeth, they just finished eating dinner over at the Bates home. And so the three of them, as well as Jim Bates and his two children, they all headed out to have some good old-fashioned Halloween fun and get some candy. Dude, one of those kids has to be named Norman. Because <laughs> if, you, if you didn't name your kid Norman at that point, you just missed out. <laughs> you fucking missed it. You really did. <laughs> so they went over to Jim's house? Yeah, Jim Bates. He was the master of the house. <laughs> you are fucking. You are. <laughs> you are a fucking child, dude. If, if, I, I don't care if I was struggling for money. <laughs> if I was struggling for money, I would still hire a butler in my house to be like, Master Bates, would you like some fresh towels? <laughs> you just got what's his name, Jeffrey. And as we mentioned, it was a shitty day in regards of weather. It was cold and rainy, so Ronald, he had on a long raincoat, although some sources say he was wearing his optician overcoat thingy. And the kids, they're all having a great time trick-or-treating, all that Halloween fun. And during this time, I would love to have known like what the conversations between Ronald and Jim Bates were like, because things are going to take a weird turn. Hmm. So the kids, they're going house to house. And then they come upon a house that has no lights on it at all. And the unwritten rule with Halloween, although I really don't know if they it was the same back then or not, was that if the house had the outside lights on, then that's fair game and they have candy to hand out. But if the lights are off, then that means you just skip it. Like if it doesn't have the outside light on. You, that's what I was yeah, always told. Yeah, you would sold. think it's always been that way. You just get out your skip it. <laughs> well, time to skip it. Dude, I was, is that the bop it also? No, no the thing that goes around your yeah. ankle. Same okay. era. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like spins you, like jump and hit yeah. yourself in the fucking leg with it like we all did. <laughs> it's pretty much just the prisoner chain thing they have to yeah. wear. It is, dude, really. <laughs> if you're really strong, like if Terry Crews is in jail, oh, fuck it. all of them are skippets. The, the fucking, uh, was it Macho Man doll or whatever? Ow, you hurt my... <laughs> 
leg. Yeah, dude. So oh, yeah. And the home, which we will return to talking about a little later on, appeared as if nobody was home, but Ronald took the children up to the house anyways, and then he knocked and waited and waited, and the children, they got bored of shit because there's like a million other houses with lights on and giving out candy, and the guy at this house, if there is even anyone home, they're not opening up. So the children, they all run off towards the next house. But Ronald, he stays behind at the home for about 30 seconds. Hmm. And after about 30 seconds, he comes running up toward the kids holding these big-ass pixie sticks, nice. which were like the big like 20-inch plastic tube ones. Yeah. And I imagine he's probably like air drumming them and doing like the Tommy Lee drumstick spin thingy with them. <laughs> I was never able to do that. I always practice with pencils, but it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's do also that. doing the Tommy Lee thing where he's like on the fucking drumming stage that turns upside down oh, and stuff, like yeah. flipping. He does the Ace Ventura on the tree. We love you, Dark Cotton. Good yeah. night. He's also doing the uh, Tommy Lee thing where he has hepatitis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? If the Pamela Lee and Tommy Lee sex tape where he's like steering the boat with his big giant dick. Yeah. Once you find out you can do that, how do you go back to doing... Anything, like anything else, else. but yeah. that for real um besides i yeah i don't know i, I really like, could just always do that i my dick's so small i can't even take a piss without fucking pissing all over my nuts <laughs> <laughs> uh, you couldn't even steer like the paper boat from it <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Georgie was so disappointed, man. Never mind. I was going to make a joke about Tommy Lee. They wouldn't let him get on the Gemini at Cedar Point anymore because he would just put his dick over to the other (laughs) side and block that train from going. (laughs) (laughs) And so Ronald comes running back with these pixie sticks and he's like, man, you guys got some rich neighbors. And he's like, he's talking about how like, oh, they got these expensive treats, these big giant pixie sticks. And then he tells the children, he's like, yeah, but I'll hold on to these and I'll give them to you later whenever we get back home because they're like so big, you want them to take up all your room, like in their, in their plastic pumpkins. And uh, he's like, yeah, so when we get back home and I'll finish trick-or-treating, I'll hand them back out to you. And he puts them inside his coat. And so they all finish up with their Halloween good time and they headed back to the Bates home. And while there, Ronald handed out the pixie sticks, one to each of his two kids, and then two to the Bates children. One of the other sources states that when he got back home, there was a kid that trick-or-treated at his house, and he gave him a fifth pixie stick. And some say he just passed one out to a kid he recognized from, like, church or something. But either way, he handed out five total pixie sticks. And then he takes the kids back home, and his old lady left to go to her friend's house. I'm not sure why she wasn't there trick-or-treating or why she was gone that night. No clue. And before bed, he tells his children that they can each have one piece of candy before getting to sleep. Mm. So Timothy, of course, chose the pixie stick because it's 20 times bigger than all the other candy. And I'm also guessing because he didn't get any of those wax lips. (laughs) Otherwise, he would have chosen those first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that why his first choice of girlfriend was Amy Schumer? Because she was 20 times bigger than all the other girls? <laughs> Holy shit, man. Dude, I can't wait till she listens to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking... So fuck We're two, just counting man. down the days yeah. until it, Amy it's, Schumer... It's, it's fucking happening, Retweets dude. us or something. Uh, yeah. So when yeah. she gets sh- so low on stealing other people's material, she has to come to us. <laughs> She'll probably go check out the shit section we just did. So little Timmy, poor little Timmy... He chose the pixie stick, but he couldn't get the sugar powder to come out of the tube. So Pops, he gave him a hand and started rolling the tube between his hands, loosening it up some. And Timothy, he starts eating away. Mm. But then he started to complain, saying, this tastes bitter. Mm. 
So Pops comes to the rescue for the second time in the last 30 seconds, and he gives his boy some Kool-Aid. He says, here, wash it down with this Kool-Aid. Okay, yeah, this is getting weird. He just drank a pint of Kool-Aid, Tim. Do you dare him to drive? I do dare him to drive, yes. (laughs) I just drank a pint of Kool-Aid. Dare me to drive? drive. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) And then Timothy, he immediately felt ill and ran to the bathroom (laughs) where he began vomiting. And then it got worse and worse. And then he went into convulsions. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he started just having like a straight up seizure. Yeah. Since he was little, Timmy, was it a little seizure? (laughs) Oh, 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 nice. nice. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, so this poor kid, his dad hurries up and calls an ambulance for him. And within an hour of arriving at the hospital, Timothy would be dead. Wow. So what the fuck happened? How did he die and what killed him? Probably goblins. Goblins. I I think goblins. Goblins? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the Brothers Commonplace. (laughs) I think he was... uh, Who are the people that need sugar? Diabetic? Um, Everyone, to some degree. Diabetic is just where it's like really... Hummingbirds especially more. Okay. I think he was a diabetic hummingbird. And he actually needed sugar, so like he was the one who was supposed to eat more than one piece. But since they denied him, he his body just went into glucose and he died. Yeah, <laughs> denied him. <laughs> Sounds like what happened. Uh, yeah. Much like the Kanbei Matumbo. <laughs> denied. Oh. <laughs> well, it didn't take too long to learn that it was the pixie stick. And whenever police started like questioning, like trying to figure out what the hell happened, Ronald he pled innocence. Like I have no idea what happened. And he couldn't remember which house that the children had gotten the candy from. And after an autopsy, it was learned that Timothy had traces of cyanide found in his fluids that aspirated from his stomach and into his blood. Wow. And by traces of cyanide, I mean the quantity was way, way above the fatal human dose. It was a dose that was enough to kill at least two people. Jesus. And it would later be learned that the top two inches of the 20-inch pixie stick was the cyanide poison. Wow. And as horrible and as sad as this death is, there is a little bit of good news, though. The police were able to get the four remaining pixie sticks away from the other children before they ate them and then also died because of the cyanide. That's fucking super surprising. And it's pretty fucking crazy, too. Um, Police stated that whoever was behind the cyanide pixie sticks, he had used staples to seal the tube after tampering with them. And here's a quote from the prosecutor, Mike Hinton. He said, that's what saved another boy's life that night. They found him in bed with the pixie stick in his hand, but he wasn't strong enough to undo the staples. Wow. And that's why he didn't eat it, because he couldn't get it open. What sucks is, like, it, wow. like, and I would feel her- like horrible for it, but I don't really like pixie sticks. I feel like that's, like, a candy I would give away. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine. But, oh, but, it's, but it's just because it's a fucking 20-inch tube of it, like yeah. those big giant ones. So, like, no matter how shitty it is, like even popcorn balls, no, those always suck. But like no, even fuck you, you like the popcorn balls? <laughs> fuck yeah, dude, the two dollar Cheeto bags. Wait, I'm just talking about like no, a like giant the, ball like, of shitty popcorn. Yeah, like like oh, I think they give out sometimes oh, trick or treating. I mean, oh, I, 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 I kind of like no. them, but I mean, like I, I, just I don't, don't trust them. them. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, that'd be awful. Imagine like giving that away. Like, oh, I don't really like pixie sticks. Here you go, and just you know, they just fucking die. Yeah, like what? What's worse, like getting made fun of because you died and ate pixie sticks or getting made fun of because you were so weak you couldn't even open up a pixie stick? <laughs> Every night he's like, I wish I just would have fucking died. <laughs> That's not nice. That's mean. What if there was like another kid? It was like Mikey Mushmouth. And it's because he had so much saliva. He blocked the like, you know, if, if you get a little bit of spit in the fucking oh, pixie sticks, it, gets wet. it yeah. fucking seals yeah. the fucker immediately. <laughs> yeah. That's why when I was younger, I just fucking chewed it. 
Yeah. When it got stuck paper and all. Mm, yeah. yeah. I was sad. Yeah. I used to eat the gum wrappers, dude, when I was younger. <laughs> just looking straight up throw that shit. I used off. to eat all the baseball cards that came with the gum. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I seen When I was it. real little, I ate the wrappers on muffins. Oh, shit. When I, I fucking was... ate the whole muffin with the wrapper. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was real little, I ate Notorious B.I.G., so I was eating some fucking wrappers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so uh, dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And one of the other children tried to eat theirs that night as well, but her mother told her no and said that she could have it after school the next day. So wow, the dude, next day, it. she would have fucking eaten it and died. Imagine that, dude. And so the police, they grabbed Ronald and took him back to the neighborhood to retrace his footsteps on the night of trick-or-treating. And they're like, yeah, we want you to point out the house that the children got these pixie sticks from. But Ronald, he said he couldn't remember a thing, like not a damn thing at all. No idea which house it was. He said everything was like all fuzzy, just blended together. I don't remember where we got the pixie sticks from. Which, I mean, and I'm sure this guy's, you know, guilty, but it, that does make <laughs> sense. So, like, I feel like I wouldn't remember what house either. And the reason he couldn't remember was because he said he never saw the person's face. He only saw their hands because the person responsible for the cyanide candy didn't fully emerge from the doorway. They just opened up the door a little bit and stuck their hands out holding <laughs> pixie sticks. <laughs> this is a 20-inch yeah. pixie yeah. stick. He right. just opened the door all barely right. and stuck yeah. his hand out holding them all. I take away my previous statement. <laughs> you would fucking remember that <laughs> shit, dude. But, uh, Blue House uh, right there. You would fucking remember that. Yeah, it's the house that has the Dale Earnhardt Jr. flag duct taped to the side of it. Fuck, my dad did this? Dude, no, my dad know. did that. Oh, holy shit. I don't know duct my dad tapes. Liked, uh... My dad had this giant flag. It was the exact same size as a door, and it was of Dale Earnhardt Jr. He put it up next to the door, but just duct taped it oh, there. Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> I remember this now. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I remember it because it's still fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why your dad gets laid all the time. <laughs> that's why all the guys pull in, be like, my mangina's feeling kind of wet. May I step inside? <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep that mangina away from my pixie sticks if they're that wet. <laughs> Don't want to be sealing up the ends. <laughs> <laughs> and police instantly thought that he was full of shit and that something was up. And on top of that, they were getting frustrated in the incoming days when Ronald couldn't remember anything else and still claimed to not know where that house was. So one more time, police took him out to the neighborhood again, and this time they were pretty firm with him. And I imagine they must have scared him or something because he instantly remembered. He's like, oh yeah, it was that house right there. And then he pointed out the house that the children tried to trick-or-treat at, but there were no lights on and nobody was home when they tried. So that's when the children ran to the next house, and then that's when he claims that the guy opened the door. So he says, this is the house that was responsible. And fuck yeah, the police thought, we got this motherfucker that poisoned that candy. So they go to his house, and he's not home. Hey, this is Chris, the host of Killer Jobs, the podcast that discovers the day jobs of the world's most famous serial killers. Explore how these psychopaths functioned in the real world, how murder interfered with their work, and what co-workers had to say. Killer Jobs investigates a new serial killer every Tuesday and is available on all podcast players. He's dead. It was a ghost. Oh, fuck yeah. The end. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It was a goblin. It was a goblin. (laughs) But no, the guy whose house that is is a guy named uh, Melvin's his last name. I forget his last name. We'll call him, or his first name. So we'll call him Mr. Melvin. Nice. So they go to his place of work. 
And Mr. Melvin's place of work is like, all right, this is a guy who we think might have handed out this poison candy. He probably works in like a shitty place. He probably has like a scumbag job. He works at Houston's William Hobby B Airport. Hmm. He is the guy who prevents planes from crashing into each other. Wow. And they show up at his work and they just straight up arrest the guy in front of everyone. Like no questions asked. They just fucking snagged him. And how many planes crashed into each other that day? All of them, dude. Yeah. And that's why there's no planes anymore. Yeah, yeah. there's none. <laughs> like now we I just mean, have trains and automobiles. <laughs> it's like it's the Langoliers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like it's the Langoliers now. Oh shit. Yeah, they they all disappeared Watch except out for those fucking meatballs the, at the end. There was a couple like like a little over a decade ago that didn't disappear, but besides that, I mean the other ones are gone. <laughs> So they have their man, and they bring him back to the police station. And like, so why'd you do it, man? And he says, and this kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's a fucking surprise to everyone. Do what? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and they run the whole story by him, and he has an alibi. But I, it's, I don't know if I fully believe the alibi, but it turns out that he was working that night at the airport, where like a million fucking people there can vouch for him being there. So this poor dude. He just gets accused and arrested for murdering an eight-year-old kid, and he has no idea what the hell is going on. Dude, that would suck so bad. I mean, yeah, they have to let him go after the alibi and stuff, but like, he didn't even get a chance to like defend himself. And also, his wife and daughter were home, and they had turned out the lights early that night because they ran out of candy already. Yeah. And so colleagues and also timesheets confirmed his story that he was at work and stuff. So it was the fucking wife that did it. Does the wife or the kids remember like anybody knocking at the door? <laughs> Um, they just didn't answer, I believe, since they ran out of candy. I think they just turned the lights off and didn't expect anyone. Yeah. And I think they were just probably ignoring it. Gotcha. But this only magnified my suspicions, they say. And I'd also heard that O'Brien was angry at his relatives for not staying up the night of Timothy's funeral, which was odd. And you may be thinking, angry at what? For not staying up the night of the funeral? Why is that odd? Well, this is why it's odd. Because Ronald had written a song about how Timothy was joining Jesus in heaven, and the fact that his family, you know, the ones that are grieving and sad as fuck because their eight-year-old kid just died, well, Ronald is pissed at them because none of them will stay up late to watch the recording of his performance of the song wow. that was broadcast on television Holy that night. Holy shit. Jesus Christ, dude. Huh. I, I would love it if he was, like, preparing that song before the kid died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, why are you writing this song? <laughs> It's he's, like he's like, excuse me, um, Timothy, come over here. What rhymes with poison, Timothy? <laughs> Why do you ask, Dad? Yeah. He makes the kid like proofread it. Hey, check for check for any like uh, misspellings in this. He just makes the kid read it up. <laughs> if you tell him that nothing rhymes with that, Eminem's gonna be pissed because <laughs> Eminem can rhyme things with orange. <laughs> he's like, Dad, don't. <laughs> what if he uh? He made like a death song, but it was like blank, so he can fill in any kid's name. Holy shit. I can't believe that you passed my swear D. Can't believe that you're dead. <laughs> and then later just inserts the name into the recording. My dear Timmy. <laughs> what if, like, since he recorded it and it got broadcast on TV, it's like those shitty ass local channels that fucking Fuck yeah. uh, Steven Weber, whatever the fuck his name is. It's like on his channel. It's like, hey, can you throw that fucking kid in the microwave? See how fucking long and go for it. <laughs> this poor kid died. <laughs> so police, they then started to dick a little dick. Oh, police. Oh, <laughs> they, they got their evidence they needed. 
Police then started to dig a little deeper into Ronald O'Brien. Something strange is going on, the police said. Which, (laughs) which, yeah, you think they would have looked at the father first before the guy that prevents the airplanes from crashing into each other. Yeah. So what did the police find? Well, it turns out that Ronald was actually in debt. Quite a lot, actually. He was in debt roughly over $100,000. So that sucks. Yeah. And also, it turns out that Ronald had recently taken out life insurance policies on both of his children that year. Wow. 10000 for each, which, okay, I guess that isn't like super crazy out there because I know a lot of families will take out life insurance policies and stuff. Mm. However, in September, just a month before Halloween, he upped the payout from 10000 per child to 20000 Wow. So things aren't uh, starting to look too good for Mr. O'Brien. Okay, I mean, I'm sure you're getting this, and like, this is probably too early to ask this, yeah. but why fucking give the other piece of stick to like another kid? Then we'll get there. Okay, we'll talk about, it. dude. Yeah. Ad- adjusted for inflation, like a hundred. I was thinking a hundred thousand dollars in 1974 is a fucking lot. Like now, it would be in debt four hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars. Holy shit! That's how do you fucking even get that much debt? Did he buy the fucking airport? And also this dude, I forget the, the other guy. <laughs> I forget the exact stats, but it's like in the last 10 years, he's had over like 20 some jobs cuz he just keeps getting fired for stuff. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, that's not even all of it. The morning after his own son passed away. So not even a full 24 hours later, we're talking 9 a.m. the following day, he called the insurers to ask about the life insurance payout for his dead son. He's like, yeah, so uh, when can I get that money? Holy shit. What dude. a piece of shit. Yeah. Here, if, wow. if he's guilty, guys, if. Yeah. He, well, I don't know. He did also have an ad in the newspaper already renting out the room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to quote one of the president's uh, sayings, uh, it's another one of these cases of guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> So he does, yes, claim he's innocent, and he will forever claim that he's innocent. But we aren't done yet. The police, they get a warrant, and they search the O'Brien household, and they found a pair of scissors with plastic residue still attached to them, like the plastic tip of the pixie stick that you would need to cut if you wanted to add some cyanide to it. So this fucker just, like, after you, like, clip your toenails or your fingernails and your nail's still there, he just, like, left that part of the tube. He didn't even try to, like, clean it up. Oh, my God. People are so fucking stupid. (laughs) And this was finally enough for the police to arrest Ronald and bring him in for questioning. And, of course, he pleads his innocence again. And then even more evidence comes out against him. Here's a fun little quote from the detective. It turned out O'Brien was going to community college, and in class, he would ask his professor questions like, what is more lethal, cyanide or another type of poison? (laughs) So, like, why the fuck would you even ask that? Yeah, dude, Jesus Christ. (laughs) He were the days before Google. (laughs) The professor would always end it. I know what's more lethal than cyanide, Mel Gibson. That's why he's the lethal weapon. Oh, (laughs) I like that. That's awesome. The police were also like, well, it turns out his favorite comic strip is Cyanide and Happiness. (laughs) (laughs) So, Your Honor, that seems to be pretty clear evidence right there of his uh, guilt. (laughs) And there's also another witness. This was a person that worked at a chemical company in Houston. And he told the police that a man had come in recently to buy cyanide. But after being told that the smallest amount that he could buy was five pounds, he left. That's it. Five pounds, huh? And wait, 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 what store is selling cyanide in 74? It's a chemical company. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Here's another quote from the detective. The man from the store said he couldn't identify O'Brien, but he remembered that his customer was wearing a beige or blue smock like a doctor. And O'Brien was an optician, and that was exactly the uniform that he wore to work. Wow. So what a fucking moron. If you're going to yeah. go buy, like, poison F- and shit, some clothes, don't dude. wear yeah. your fucking employment yeah. uniform. The most distinctive thing. Like, like that that legit is, like, if John Wayne Gacy just fucking walked into, like, Walmart to buy, like, his murder thing, just dressed as the clown. <laughs> like, just, like, what the fuck, dude? Why would you do any of that? I'm sure the employees of Walmart have seen people with even crazier makeup on. See, that's a pretty dumb thing of him to do. But since this is the 1970s, they don't have DNA and they don't have actual proof to be able to say that the pixie sticks came from him. So that is why he continued to claim his innocence. Yeah. I mean, they have DNA. Not to test, though. In their bodies. They just don't know how to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bates, the neighbor that went trick-or-treating with them that night, spoke to detectives about something he noticed at the funeral. And this was his quote. He was not upset. And he said something to the girl who was going to sing a song, and he was not despondent at all. When the girl started playing the organ, he walked right beside the open casket with his kid in it. He didn't pause. He didn't look. He didn't stop. He walked right by, and then my brain clicked, and I could feel it. I felt incredibly suspicious. It's like during his his son's funeral, he doesn't even look at the casket or stop or pause by it. He just walks by and goes to the girl who was like about to sing a song. Just yeah. walks right past his kid, yeah. like his dead kid, ignores him. Yeah, yeah, you're here. Oh shit, that's why we're here. Hey, what? Once you get him, get a fucking job, man. <laughs> he paying, just farts pay, in I'm, it. <laughs> paying for this fucking funeral, man. He he like pops up from like the the rafters of the Nerf gun and starts firing darts into it. <laughs> what if he? Uh, what if he has a pretty good excuse though? What if he walked by and crop dusted and he didn't want anyone getting suspicious? <laughs> he shushes them after he farts in the casket. If you know what's good for you. <laughs> what if to rub it in, he like took the fucking bad part of the pixie stick out and ate the other part and then pixie pixie stick crop dusted him with it? He shows up late to the funeral. He just walks into the church. He's eating a fun dip. He's like, what the fuck's going on here? Oh, shit. Forgot this was going on today. <laughs> he licks the stick and sticks it to the kid's forehead. This poor kid. This poor kid. He walks up and ices the kid. <laughs> <laughs> or even just fucking pours a pixie stick out like on the kid. For his homies. Casket. Like how you pour a drink yeah. out for your dead homies. It's he from, does it with the pixie stick. Oh, yeah. on so this isn't to make fun of the kid. This is all just to make fun of the dad saying like we wouldn't be surprised if he did any of this. Oh, yeah. Right. Then I can finish with this then? Yeah. So after he sticks the fun dip to his head, he licks the stick again. He looks at the package. He's like, huh, it tastes like pussy, but on the package it says blueberry. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Every, every listener is going to shut off and hate. <laughs> Just forever hate us after this episode. Dude, can I, I can mean, we talk about how lazy a candy the pixie stick is? It is. Yeah, it's just sugar. No. It's just sugar in a tube, yeah. in a straw. Basically, yeah, that is pretty shitty. Yeah, I mean, I, do they flavor it? It has flavor yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. They got like, yeah the grape just, kind's good though. Yeah, so I, I don't like. Pixies. I I don't really like candy. Like, I mean, yeah. to kill me, you'd have to like put cyanide in like a fireball or Swedish fish. Yeah, like that's really it. So you'd have to like, you, if you just bought like some Kool Aid and some powdered sugar, you could make your own pixie stick. Probably, oh, yeah. yeah, pretty oh, yeah. easy. 
Are you trying to trying to start our own business here? <laughs> poison people. Oh. I mean, I don't think anybody today should buy any pixie sticks because they're just a straw full of sugar. <laughs> and during his trial, some witnesses would claim that he showed no remorse and he didn't seem bothered at all by anything. And he's still up there saying he's not guilty. And his defense was that the candy was given to the children by an unknown and untraceable boogeyman, some sick fuck that decided to randomly poison strangers and children by handing out cyanide candy. So that's why he handed out five, to be like, well, if I hand out five, they can't trace it back to me. But he gives it to the people that he went with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a kid that he knew. Yeah. Did he get the insurance settlement during the trial? Or they're, like, postponing it until, like, he was cleared. Yeah, he, he doesn't get it. Even if he did, it wouldn't matter. See, the fucked up thing is that, like, he was completely fine with killing his own kids. Not yeah. just that, but then also just other people's kids. Yeah, he possibly could have killed both his kids, his neighbor's kids, and another kid. So he could have yeah. killed five people, yeah. five and, children. And he's completely fine with that just to make it look like he didn't do it. And what, he had two kids? Yeah, he had two. He had two kids, and he upped it to $20,000 each, and he's $100,000 in debt. Yeah, so he's really- So he's going to make $40,000. He's not even getting that And he's less than halfway there. Yeah, he's not even getting that He's not even living on a prayer yet. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, I agree. Well, if he's like fucking his wife, he's like coming, and he's like, oh, yeah, I can already taste the (laughs) $20,000. He's like- well, you know, at least my interest will go down by about 50 cents. <laughs> and another fucked up thing is that during his time on trial, everyone states that he seems to like love the attention. Yeah, He's not even bothered by it. Yeah. And friends and family, everyone like testified against him. It was on June 3rd, 1975. It only took 46 minutes for the jury to return a guilty verdict nice. for one charge of capital murder and then four counts of attempted murder. Nice. Which 40, 46 minutes, it like it takes usually like hours just oh, to yeah. fill out the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they like wrote on the post-it guilty and just came back out with it. <laughs> yeah. And then an hour later, it was decided that Ronald would be executed by electric chair. Oh, fuck yeah. So dude. fuck oh, yeah. Nice. Hashtag wild man. Hashtag wild man. And this case would be one of the many that would help create and stir up the urban legend of, like, candies being handed out with razor blades and needles and poison and stuff. Um, There's different cases. This was just the one that is kind of popular because he would end up getting the nickname Candyman. But that was the name that people in prison gave him. Uh, It's like the people in prison would refer to him as Candyman. Nice. I thought it was because when they were done with his ass, it was so sweet. Oh, Oh, how's that ass feel? (laughs) And Candyman, <laughs> who the can candy take a can. rainbow? Hey, Candyman, I dressed up as David Copperfield. <laughs> I can hide 12 inches in you. That's... Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, that was good. I just got to work on the delivery. I liked it, though. <laughs> and also, you need more tigers. Right after Ronald is convicted, his wife immediately files for divorce, which is awesome. I'm glad she doesn't... Sometimes you'll see people that stay with yeah. him and get like she just instantly knew like no he's fucking guilty and yeah, killed her fucking kid yeah what if like funny enough like he kept the debt but she took half his money so he's even more in debt oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah <laughs> be awesome and uh, prison life wasn't easy for him everyone despised him and shunned him because he not only murdered his his own child but he could have murdered five children total yeah it's ridiculous so fellow inmates started calling him candy man and just hopefully they he got the fucking worst of prison life yeah and here's what an attorney in LA said about the case I have seriously mixed emotions about the death penalty but if this doesn't justify the death penalty 
then there never will be a case that does. I just can't think of a more reprehensible crime, which I completely agree with. Like, I I don't like the death penalty. I'm against it. But it's people like this. There's plenty of cases where, like, yeah, that fucker does deserve to die. Yeah. So I just think in general I'm not a big fan of the death penalty, but there's plenty of cases where I'm glad that people die. Like this one, I'm glad this fucker dies. See, I almost feel like the death penalty is an easy way out. Like yeah, um, for some yeah, like yeah. I feel like like life in prison would be worse. Like yeah, it sucks. You're gonna get killed. It's you know whatever amount of seconds of pain, and then it's done. You know you're not dealing with anything else. We should set up our own Azkaban, like <laughs> a real yeah, one. See, that, that would be fucking awesome. Um, if you can you know make people have depression and go insane in a prison, you know surrounded by like fucking people that look like prison Grim Mike. Reaper. Oh. Yeah. yeah, 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 prison Mike too. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome, but. Uh, we could just make them watch reruns of that 80s show. Oh, fuck, dude. But then they get to see Dennis. They do get to see Dennis. <laughs> yeah, that's still a Okay, we take we edit him out like George <laughs> Lucas. Yeah. We get George Lucas to edit him out. We change all the records to walkie-talkies. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. And here's what a detective in Pasadena where the crime was committed had to say. He said, we put out the word, if you have any suspicious candy or if anything looks strange, bring it to us. We wound up with the whole room full of candy, and people didn't go trick-or-treating around here for years. So that is one way um, that helped that legend keep going and and build the case where people were like, man, there's people giving out candy and have needles and shit in it. But yeah, this whole town, most of them quit trick-or-treating for years. This happened in Pasadena? Yeah, it was right around Texas, like Deer Park. Gotcha. Um, is where he was from, but I think they went trick or treating in Pasadena. Deer Bre- Park, where they make the spring water. Brennan, oh. uh, Brennan Fraser ended up marrying a woman from Pasadena. I hope somebody gets that joke. Oh, um, blast from the past, maybe. Yes, okay. yes, it is actually good. The, I, I was hoping somebody would get that. All I can think of when I hear Pasadena is Doctor Drew. Dude, what about Pasadena. like? Are we just gonna ignore those genius ass cops who fucking just swiped everyone for a whole room full of candy? Those genius fuckers. Fuck yeah, dude. Big <laughs> League Chew for everyone. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All they got is a room full of Tootsie Pops. <laughs> Police suicide hey, has won up in the last good. couple months. So Ronald, he's obviously a giant piece of shit. But if you want to get even more pissed off, here's Ronald's final statement. So these are his last words right before execution. And he ended up getting lethal injection, not the electric chair. And he was the third Texas inmate to die from lethal injection. So here we go, March 31st, 1984, the date of his execution. And this is what he said. What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years... I pray and ask for your forgiveness, just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us respectively as human beings. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. To those close to me, know in your hearts I love you one and all. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien P.S. During my time here, I have been treated well by all TDC personnel. What a fucking piece of shit. Jesus, man. That just makes everything yeah. just so much worse. Um, Yeah, so for all you guys that are going to execute me, 
I forgive you. Yeah. This is a, a mistake, but I forgive you, and I'm going to pray to God for your forgiveness. Yeah, it's, it's not a fucking mistake. Like, the mistake, just don't kill your kid, you wouldn't be in there. You fucking He fucking idiot. did it. Yeah, like, like, you wouldn't be in there if you didn't kill your kid, you fucking moron. <laughs> what if he wrote a book, If I Did It? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Fucking OJ, man. His ex-wife did have something pretty awesome to say after he's executed. She said, he made his bed, and now he's having to lie in it. I have no pity for him. Nice. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, because it's completely true. Also, all that insurance money would end up going to her. <laughs> however, <laughs> fuck yeah. However, she doesn't take any of it or spend any of it. She said that she would rather get by without it rather than have to spend money with blood all over it. I mean, that is completely so, true. Yeah, I completely respect yeah, that. Yeah, that's, I respect that. That's hashtag wild woman. Hashtag wild woman. That's tough yeah. to just turn away 20 grand. Yeah, or 40 grand. Or no, no, the other yeah, one didn't 20, die. Duh. Well, back they, then, yeah. I don't know what it would what, equal out to. No, I, could, I forgot the other one didn't die. <laughs> Maybe like 120,000 or something like that? No, wait, times four. 80,000-ish. 80, 80, pretty good. I like how like she didn't take the money. Like there's blood money on this. Like or you can like you know just went to like ah oh, fuck where are those orf like she could have went to orphanages and like donated money there or something. Yeah. You know what? Just throw away the money. Yeah. The kids in the orphanage just look out the window crying. Yeah. yeah burn the, the money and then burn the orphanage. I mean, I I like the principle of it. Like I love the that's the blood money. I'm not gonna use it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like Spence just mentioned, I wish it didn't just go back to the insurance company. Yeah. Like I don't know what happens to it, but I wish it would have gone to. Maybe like a charity or, yeah, or something, but see, I not. respect it, but I would have fucking probably, I would have probably kept it. You know, I respect, right. I respect her not, but I probably would have just fucking kept it. She, uh, she, she points at the orphanage and gives them the thumbs up, and all the kids are cheering, and then she does the thumbs down, and all of a sudden they hear fire alarms going off, <laughs> but all the doorknobs are too hot to open. <laughs> she pulls out. She pulls out. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Wow. <laughs> she takes like one step into the orphanage and she has like a super big cigar in her mouth <laughs> and she takes a cigar and uses the end of it to light a big stack of money on fire and throws it on the ground to burn the orphanage down. <laughs> and she's played by Sigourney Weaver. And, and as she's leaving, she queefs. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. It looks like, take that, you fucking idiots. <laughs> So we do have one last final note here, and this is like a little bit of a fun note right here. So outside the Texas State Penitentiary, a crowd of around 300 people had gathered around to see if Ronald had met his end yet, and they were shouting trick or treat, and they were throwing candy at all the anti-death penalty protesters nice. as he got executed. Fuck they were yeah, yelling dude. trick or treat and throwing handfuls of candy at dude. the protesters. Would have been fucked up if it was pixie sticks. Dude, holy shit, that would have been. Yeah, because that would have been more about the son in a way. <laughs> so, already, anything you guys want to mention on that case? I think he's innocent. <laughs> the man who killed Halloween, the candy man, this piece of shit, son killer. I mean, it looks like this guy crossed the line when he did that. He crossed the Mason Pixie line. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, God. Uh, <laughs> That was pretty good, actually. That's it. I like that. <laughs> so, all right. I guess we'll go on to our honorary brother of the week then. For honorary brother, if you want to be an honorary brother and get a shout out, all you have to do is leave us a five star review on iTunes or leave us a review somewhere and just send us a screenshot of it if it's not on iTunes so that we get it. And then we will give you a shout out on here. So, here we go. Our honorary brother. It's not spelled. It's like spelled differently, but it comes out to be nostalgia critic, I think. Oh, nice. And this is the review. Guys, this is my show. I listen 
every morning. And then there's a, like an autocorrect mistake spelling, I think, right here. But I think it says something is great. Something is great. I'm not quite sure. Wait, is this a text or like? No, this voice- is an iTunes thing. Oh, okay. And then he says, keep up the Adam Sandler jokes. <laughs> so like, nice. I couldn't make out what yeah. it fully said, but Fuck then it's yeah. like, keep up the Adam Sandler hey, jokes. Don't worry, guy. We will. And then dot, 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 hashtag wild man with like a thousand exclamation points. Yeah, love it. So hell yeah. It's awesome. And then we also have a special shout out from someone that left us a message on Twitter. And their name was not your mom's friend or not your mom friend. And they said, you guys are fucking amazing. I'm not a fan of iTunes because I'm not a part of your system. (laughs) But here's the five stars anyways. I love what you do. Keep it up. And then it's from a girl named Sarah who is not your mom friend. Nice. Thanks, guys. Hell yeah. And now we also have a Patreon shout out. So what we do is probably like once a month, we'll do full Patreon shout outs to everyone. And then for the other weeks between them, we'll just give a shout out to our new Patreon uh, subscribers. So we got two for this week. The first one is one half of the Bash Brothers from the last Bandoleros. Nice. Emilio Nevero. Nevera, fuck. Emilio Nevera. I think that's how I pronounce it. But yeah, he is uh, he is the drummer, one half of the Bash Brothers there. So thank you very much for uh, signing up for us, man. We really appreciate it. I was like, Emilio! Emilio! He probably got that a lot, dude. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a message <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I hope I don't get him in trouble saying this. But he's like, dude, have you ever seen the second Mighty Ducks? I just watched it like high as fuck, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. That's awesome. So that's why I had to call him the Bash Brother, dude. Emilio. <laughs> U.S. of us, I swear to God. And then our second Patreon shout-out goes to, he upgraded. Nice. Was, this is an upgrade from none other than Australian oh, Wild shit. Man Daniel. Oh, the yeah. fucking original the Wild fucking Man. The fucking original Wild Man. Daniel. The king of all Australian kings. I feel, like, I feel like Daniel is just like, like he's he's the brother. Like, he is, dude. Yeah. He like, fucking goes to other countries where like promoting our show and wearing our shirts and yeah. shit. He puts his stickers on his on his cars and stuff. He's he's the most dangerous animal down under. He Fuck yeah, he dude! Is. He had a fucking brother's commonplace shirt before I did. That's like that's true. fucked up. He's badass. My favorite part is that when he was uh, over in Vietnam, when he sent his pictures, oh, yeah. he would have them point to yeah, the shirt, and you know so they have no fucking, fucking idea what that's it is. So <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking good. Hashtag wild man. Hashtag wild man. And then also a shout out to his daughter Sophie, because uh, it was her birthday not too long ago. We uh, gave birthday. her a birthday shout out. Awesome. But also because she also has a shirt and. Yeah, rock on. That's pretty cool. Got the whole family. Daniel's family. Hashtag wild woman. Hashtag wild family. That's right. Hashtag born to be wild, man. There we go. Oh, oh, fuck, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, like all this. So, alrighty, Spence, you want to hit us with the closing shit now, brother? Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Brothers Commonplace. If you would like to check us out <laughs> on social media, you can check us out on, I think we have an Instagram and a Facebook and a Twitter, and you can support us on patreon now the thing you can do that doesn't cost any money leave us a review on itunes one of them sweet sweet five star reviews or you know if you're not part of the system any any podcast app whatever you know Castbox, stitcher whatever the hell i don't even know what they all are um but uh, when you do that take a screenshot and send it to us so that we make sure to see that and uh then we will give you a shout out mention the show to your friends and uh if you really, really love the show, 
please consider joining the club on Patreon and you will get bonus episodes about all kinds of absurd things. And uh, yeah, we love all of uh, our fans and uh, we will, we do, we do right by our fans. We do. We try. That's right. Anyway, we don't give them no pixie sticks loaded with cyanide. <laughs> that's for no. sure. Not yet. And uh, unless, no, but y'all should consider getting a life insurance policy <laughs> and you should consider writing us down as the benefactors on that's said true. policy. Dude, if they put Andrew down though and he gets all the power. That's gonna fuck. That's my nightmare. Yeah, we're all fucked if Andrew gets all the power. That's fucking nightmare yeah. on uh, Elm Street too. Yeah. He be- he becomes like McLovin from Kickass Two. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there should okay. I don't care how rich you are, how many guns you are. If your villain can get his ass beat by me, he's not a villain. He's a fucking child. So get someone else. There's like three people in the world I can beat up, and I'm sorry, McLovin, but you're one of them. He's probably buff now. I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't either. What, Chris Mintz-Plass? Yeah. And a uh, special thank you to everyone that has uh, left us an iTunes review already or sign up for the Patreon. That really means a lot to us. And... If you really want to help support the show, we are no longer part of the network that we were with. Um, we still love all the shows over there. They have a lot of amazing shows, and we're friends with a lot of them. So check them out still. They're still really great. But we need your support now more than ever. So if you could tell all your friends and share this podcast, share this episode like on Facebook or Twitter. And we just want to get as many listeners as we can. And you can support us freely by leaving us a review on iTunes. Or if you want to support us financially, you can sign up for our Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash the Brothers Commonplace. And it's either just $1 or $5 a month. And I'll mail you stickers, a thank you note, and you also get bonus episodes. I think there's like three or four on there. There's a couple classics. And then we record some just for the Patreon. And then we're also doing comedy uh, like if you like our humor, you should like the episodes. We do uh, movie reviews. We're about to put the first one up soon, but we're currently reviewing not shitty movies, but some of them are shitty, but some are yeah. just like oh, not as well no, known. Yeah. <laughs> and then also another way to support us, we have a Threadless store up, and I think it's just Threadless.com/slash The Brothers Commonplace. But you can buy shirts and merchandise on there. You can buy a shit ton of different merchandise. We just have our logo, and then we also have hashtag Wildman right now. But we've been trying to think of ideas for some more artwork and merchandise. So if there's an idea that you have, let us know. We'll try and get that commission and made. Like, we wanted to come up with something cool. Like, uh, we were thinking about something with Laugh of the Dark stuff. We just don't know what yet. Like, we thought maybe, like, a skeleton hanging from a tree, and he's kind of, like, laughing. But I don't know. We got to think of some ideas. So if you have any ideas or some of your favorite quotes from the episodes, let us know. And, uh, yeah, we'll get those made. So On Threadless, can we make make Brothers Commonplace-themed condoms? We could we could try we could have the Kevin yeah. theme one, and it also doubles as a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> it also doubles as a ladybug skin. <laughs> uh, this this isn't funny at all. But um, back to the uh, the idea of uh, like a shirt like with uh, laugh of the dark stuff. Um, it's just us like uh, pointing at the DC logo. We definitely need, I mean, we don't need them, but we like to have your guys' ideas about, you know, stuff, especially when it comes to the Patreon. 
Um, we've done one movie review, and I think we have what like three movies that we plan on doing. Four movies that we plan on. We doing. had um, it's added to the list. We had a Patreon member give us a a suggestion, so that's going to be coming heard. up too. Yeah, I'm not quite sure when exactly because mm. we got three or four movies right now. We might make it one of the next coming up, but yeah, yeah it looks awesome. I looked yeah. it up; it looks pretty cool. And that's amazing that you know somebody already asked us for that, and, and it doesn't have to be movies either. Just give us you know we play the little, little games like uh, like brother movies and um, you know roll switch in and you know the headlines and stuff like that. If you think of like a fun game that we could play on there that you want to hear us do and it's something we could do, definitely give us the idea. I mean, we would love to do it. Um, or any movies you want us to review, as long as it's not Joe Dirt 2, because that ain't fucking happening. Not until the Patreon yeah. hits 500 bucks. Hits 500, and then I'm going to quit, because I'm not doing it. But uh, So yeah, just give us ideas and stuff. We love to hear them. And fuck it, I'm just going to give a shout out real quick to another podcast, Killer Jobs Podcast. It's a super good, super good podcast. He does, it's about serial killers, and it's about the jobs that they had. And it's really interesting. Each one I've listened to, I've learned something new in, even when I think that, like, oh, I know all about about him. Yeah, I always learn something new in it, so it's super cool. Oh, yeah, I've been listening to their podcast. I love those guys. Yeah, it's one guy, so I know you're fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he listens to our show all the time, and he hit us with a hashtag Mucklow recently. So oh, that yeah. is fucking awesome. He must have been listening for a while then. <laughs> That's right. And he's going to be playing our promo on his show. We're going to be putting his on probably this episode, actually. Nice. So. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's a cool dude. So oh, yeah. you probably already heard it. Ooh. All righty, Toof, you ready to hit us with some of that stone cold words of wisdom? The words of the wisdom of the week are me and Andrew have been doing a lot of dirty diving on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> We have found a new genre that we fucking love. It is called the XXX Parodies. Oh, shit. So, me and Andrew are like, we gotta beat the fucking market. There's a fucking lot of porn movies out there of parodies. We tried Star Wars. We tried Joe Dirt. We tried Shrek. But fucking nothing. Alas, we did our bread and butter. We got into wrestling. So, we did this incest angle where I'm the Undertaker and he's Kane. (laughs) (laughs) You guys fucking. <laughs> well, we're jacking each other off. <laughs> and the whole plot is like we have to jack off into this jug and fill it up. But it's technically Paul Bear's urn. But like, we don't have the money for props. So it's just a milk jug that's already halfway filled. Halfway filled with milk and sperm because we actually had to really do it. We can't, we can't act in this one. <laughs> anyway, we, uh,. We were doing some promoting, like we would like be the Undertaker and Kane, like at like a cemetery, and we'd walk past a grave and have a Brothers Commonplace sticker on it. Oh, nice, Fuck but then yeah. they kicked us off because I guess it's like defecating, like on or not defecating, Def- taking a shit. <laughs> Dude, I feel like we've we've had that like same mistake before where we said defecating was supposed to be like desecrating. The only yeah. reason it's defecating is because it was our sticker. <laughs> Get that fucking Uh, shit off of there. They're like, hey, you're desecrating that grave. They walk over and see the sticker. You're defecating that grave. (laughs) Anyway, so like it was going good. Like people like either mention about how like how how could we jack each other off when our fucking dicks were so small. Like it literally looked like we were just fist bumping each other's dicks because we couldn't even move our hands. (laughs) Anyway, uh, anyway. Like, we were getting good comments, and, like, people even talk about the Brothers Commonplace that we promoted on there, but, like, me and Andrew, like, got really pissed at each other, because, like, I was playing The Undertaker, right? And he washed my fucking dirty drawers, and I guess he ended the streak. (laughs) 
I've been keeping that thing up for 20 <laughs> years. Tube. That yep. fucking that was one of the best payoffs. That, that was, was good. good. I like yeah. that. that There's awesome. no like name of the website or nothing. The streak was the payoff. Yeah, yeah. I love streak was good. So when you said you and Andrew have been getting into like XXS xxx porn parodies you literally were getting into xxx porn parodies just it was only you two though (laughs) like it was you guys making them (laughs) i love how it's always you and andrew it's so good well fucking he needs to be on this podcast somehow (laughs) (laughs) shots fired zach and mary make a porno parody All right, anything else, guys? No, I don't think so. Spence? No, other than I, you know, the Tajin go- carries on. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is uh, the Toof. I just wanted to give a shout out to all you people out there who actually support us. I thought our podcast wouldn't really get anywhere. I thought it'd just be like, because we've been doing this kind of for years now. Yeah. A little over a year. We started in October last well, year. I meant like the well, first yeah, podcast. Like podcast wise, probably like four years. Oh, yeah. We did uh, like 20 episodes. I don't know how we made 20 episodes out of that piece of shit. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it was fun. But it was really cool because like, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. The only people that listen to us are like the same like 10 people we work with. Like, it wouldn't go anywhere. And over the past year, it was cool watching it grow from like, oh, fuck. We got 100 downloads this month. Fuck yeah. To like, holy shit, we got 500 downloads this month. No, it's, like, it's a million. Yeah, we have a Yeah. Million. Have I mean, now we're at a million downloads per fucking day, and it's yeah. fucking getting crazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually, uh, next week, we're going to have Trump on as, as a guest, so yeah. that'll be pretty cool. Actually, I heard that Migrant Caravan is actually coming because they're listening to our podcast so much, they actually want to meet us. <laughs> but no, this is just a shout out to all you people who are making us grow. Oh, absolutely. It is nice to see that people support us. When my mom or my dad never did. Holy oh, shit. And they left but, me in that orphanage to rot. <laughs> Before it got burned down. But no, I agree. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, it is it is awesome. Burned down by the mom for the story. <laughs> All righty. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Be good. Stay, stay safe. safe. Ooh, I like that. Hashtag. Or fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and laugh at the dark stuff. Hashtag wild man. Hashtag wild man. Hashtag wild wound. Hashtag vile man. Oh, oh shit. No, hashtag uh, pretzel dog. Hashtag catwoman. Whoa. Hashtag thank you, Mark. Long hashtag. Hashtag if you're going to kill kids with pixie sticks, get rid of the evidence and be a smarties. <laughs> oh, 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 I like that. Those would be a lot harder to make. Submitted for the consideration of the Brotherhood of the Commonplace. The Sewer Rat by Abdullahi. <laughs> what? Yes. Holy crap, that is, he's not even lying. <laughs> no, I don't lie. I am the creepy narrator. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> One day, five years into the future. Hmm? In- <laughs> that doesn't make sense there, but I keep going. All right. One day, five years into the future, in Ottawa, Ontario, Mm. period. When the world is polluted and wild animals running everywhere, Yashwanth, Shamus, and I... Hmm.
Couldn't have named him Bill. Just had to go to Yashwinth. All right. All In right. the middle of our LARPing session. <laughs> Yashwinth, Shamus, and I rode our bikes down Greenbank Road. A giant, ugly, drooling sewer rat jumped out of Greenbank Cemetery. The sewer rat ate our bikes and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And grabbed us with its stinky hands and ran away. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It grabbed it with its no, stinky hands and it ran? No, no interrupting. We got we to let him finish. All right, we'll all save right. our comments for well, the I, end. I apologize, Finns. Me too. I'm going to reread that sentence. Mm. The sewer rat ate our bikes and grabbed us with its stinky hands and ran away. <laughs> the sewer rat brought us to a dirty sewer where there was a fire in a can. I was wondering, how did the rat get a fire in a can? <laughs> Besides, metal is not flammable. <laughs> He's writing the fucking story. How will we escape from this smelly animal? The sewer rat tied Shamus and I up in drool webs. <laughs> and grabbed Yashwant with one hand and a dead squirrel in another. Grabbed Yashwanth with one hand and a dead squirrel in the other hand. Shamus and I were so scared. I had an idea. I took my key and cut through the drool web. I cut Shamus's drool web and I said, Let's get ready to fight. <laughs> Shamus and I ran to the sewer rat and tackled the sewer rat and killed the sewer rat. <laughs> Yashwath had fainted. <laughs> Shamus and I brought Yash into my car. I drove to the general hospital. <laughs> Yash had rabies. I was really sad. I told Yash to call me when he got out of the hospital. I still have that shriek of the sewer rat in my mind. To be continued. Oh, man. man. Oh, God. It's never been that hard to oh just my not God, say that's things my in my whole one. entire life. Okay, real quick, uh, real quick. Favorite parts, favorite parts. My favorite part is that, it, that he All took, of it. My favorite is that he took them to his car, even though they ate their fucking bikes. So yeah. why were they on the bikes in the beginning and yeah. his car later on? Okay. Spence, your favorite part? Grabbed us with its stinky hands and ran away. I like that. Because I thought it ran away after it grabbed them with the hands. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I like. You like just touched them for a bit yeah, and then, then ran. Left. That's what. That's I, what it made it seem like. I like it's, that he's doing things in these stories that like none of these other kids have done yet. He's inventing stuff like drool, drool web. Yeah, drool, I've never heard of that. That's pretty cool. No, yeah. yeah. So but, he's an inventor. Apparently, and then he calls himself out on his own bullshit, which I like. The flaming barrels, which yeah. there's How nothing in yeah. the barrels. Yeah. The barrels themselves are on fire. I like yeah. that. I do like that. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. That you're writing okay. the fucking story, so, but I agree. I thought though at the end of the story where he was like, I told Yashua it's over the phone. <laughs> oh, God, that's I meant to say. <laughs> What's his name? Yashwan. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> 
like, oh, <laughs> it just, I didn't even mean to. Okay. So I like, I like when he tells Yashua. You have to keep that in. You okay. Can't a- after, after he says, I told Yashua oh, to man. call me when he gets out of, out of the hospital. Yashwant. When he tells him to call him when he gets out of the hospital, what? How's the next sentence start? Can you say like the first three words? I told Yash to call me when he got out of the hospital. I still have that shriek of the sewer rat in my okay, mind. Right there, when he said "I still," I thought he was gonna say "I still haven't heard back yeah, from." Him. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I was thought it was for. gonna say. Which that would have been cool. So okay, so this story: these Maybe kids, the Yash these kids, which they're not even kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Yashwitz. <laughs> okay, so so they're not even kids. That's that's Clearly. that's a good twist. Yeah. Like you think they're little kids, they but drive. they're not because they, they drive. fucking drive to the goddamn <laughs> general <Yeah>. hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so these kids, they're they're oh, teenagers. Man. They're at least sixteen year years old. At least one of them is. Yeah, they're they're riding bikes. They get attacked. So instantly, the 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 sewer rat just eats their bikes in an instant. Fucking eats it. So sentence. they're on their bikes, but yeah. it eats all the bikes at once, I guess, because yeah. they don't get away from that. Then the sewer rat wraps, ra- uh, no, grabs them and takes them. No, w- wait, why was there like a dead squirrel? What did that have to do yeah, with the story? Yeah, they never said that. Yeah, there's a dead squirrel. Like he's just holding. Like is that intimidation? I like guess. he comes out holding the dead squirrel. But who's he trying to intimidate? I don't know. Like they're already fucking. Yeah, he yeah. already has them. He doesn't need more. It's not like they were like losing faith. Like, yeah, well, hey, we're not really hey, that intimidated hey, by him anymore. I'm gonna grab the dead squirrel. May- then. Maybe the to be continued part is there's somebody else that he's trying to intimidate. Who okay. Knows? Maybe mm. maybe the squirrel's gonna come into play. Okay, so mm. why does he have the fucking hobo barrel? That I don't know. Okay, okay, so the hobo barrel and the dead squirrel doesn't really make sense. Not a lot, no. I like fucking A plus on this story. Yeah, it was I did, fun. Dude, it was he's, good. He's like in he he did he's innovative. An innovative artiste. I agree. I agree. Author. What yeah. is his name again, Spence? Yes. Abdullahi. Yeah. Um. All right. B. <laughs> Just joking. A plus on this story. I like yeah, this one a I, lot. I agree. It was good. Good it fun. Was good. It was. It was hard to to sit through without without saying stuff. But really, it was for for a, we try to be quiet while the reader gets all the way through. So yeah. we're sorry, Spence. But that oh, yeah. was there was too much. In yeah, that one, it was man. a lot.